Door Cover Ooh yeah May the 6th 2019 Let's talk some sports Here he is Brett Key Micah What's good? What's up Dob? Uh, not too much. It's, it's Monday. A, it's a good Monday, though. There was a bunch of great sports on over the weekend. Yeah, it was a sneaky uh, big sports weekend, really. Saturday was a long day for me. Uh, it, was a, it was a long day for it's many of us. probably months. a long day for everybody. Yeah. It's like a 12 hours of drinking for, for pre-horse race followed into whatever you're doing that night. It's true. That's what happened to us. I, I didn't tell you about my weekend, but oh. we, uh, Will and Sally came over, and we just started drinking margaritas about 4 o'clock. Okay. And... Uh, then we ended up out till... What time was the race Central Time? What time was The it? race was at like 5.50 okay. Central Time. Yeah, 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 that's right. Because I was in Denver, it was 4.50. Yeah, so about 4, we started drinking margaritas. And then uh, that led to a, a long night of more margaritas. We went to Matt's and uh, then ended up taking shots later. It was a mistake. My my uh, Saturday was much like yours. I our, The engagement party that I went to was on... Saturday, but it was a brunch engagement party, and it was at a Mexican place. Oh, that's a so dangerous, started, yeah, dangerous was, road to start on. This is an interesting play they made. So it was open bar, but only liquor was on the tab. You could, you couldn't get beer on the tab. So I drank like twelve margaritas. That's uh, by the end of it, I could not like I I like would take a sip of margarita and just like sour bitter beer face because you can't only you can only drink so much of that. Uh, that seems like a mistake. It did, didn't it? Well, it sounds fun though. But I mean, it's. It's the uh, more generous side to err on if you're only going to offer one one thing. Yeah, that's true. And it's all liquor, and it also had like champagne layers, mimosas. You're trying to get everybody. So, drunk. anyways, I'm not sure why there was no beer involved, but it, it influenced the uh, the uh, atmosphere because everybody got lit. I can lit, imagine. Yeah, and it got lit quick, so it was well, a good congratulations. day. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, you know what else is fun? What's that? Mind of Micah. Indeed. That's our other podcast here on the MWBK. Creative and I've Sales Network. I've heard of that Network. podcast before. Yeah. Brad was on it last week. We talked about Woj Tech, the, uh, the World War II uh, war hero we who was a bear. We put out so much content last week. I forgot we did this. Beer. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you what you were describing. Tell the, tell the people what it was again. Woj uh, Tech. Woj Tech, I believe is how. Actually, someone sent me a DM saying that I had mispronounced it. Um, Woj Teak? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how, to cha- how you could do better. I don't know exactly what it is. So but he is a beer drinking, cigarette smoking bear from which what World War One or two? World War Two, yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. So uh, that's on Mind of Micah. We've got some other good Mind of Micah stuff coming this week. He is basically like the Forrest Gump of World War Two bears. Yeah, it's a good story. Plus, we have Boosh. Boosh is back. Boosh joined us last week uh, on two different podcasts on Mike of Mi- Mind of Micah feed. Uh, we will soon, hopefully, the the plan is within the next month or so, to get Boosh on his own feed on MWBK. So you can get the Boosh podcast tentatively titled, How Was Your Weekend with Boosh and Friends? It's um, a mouthful, boy. Yeah, we like it. How though. Was Your Weekend with Boosh and Friends podcast? That's exactly that's It's going exactly to have to be turned into an acronym quick. We'll, we'll figure work on it out. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like just Boosh and Friends. Kind of sounds like Mr. Rogers, but... You know it's going to be adult X-rated with Boosh running the show. There's no doubt about that. I can't find this email. Maybe it was a DM. I, whatever. Big shouts to everybody there. So check out Mind of Micah if you haven't. And uh, the other thing I'd, I'd mention is we released three episodes last week on uh, on Backdoor Cover. 
including one with uh, our baseball buddies. I think uh, we got to find a better name for them, the High and Tight Boys, whatever you want to call them. This segment they're doing currently for Backdoor Covers called High and Tight, and eventually we'd like to segment them off into their own standalone baseball-centric podcasts. Uh, and that's with Elgar's and Peter the Irish Guy. And Peter is kind of hilarious. He moved to the States, and that was in like 2007 or something. And he immediately took a passionate liking for all the things that are American greats. So he loves the Yankees. He loves the it's Patriots. Good stuff. It's very good. So you it's should a listen good, to that. Good crew. Go back and listen to it. It's, it's, uh, it's good, and I'd love your feedback. Uh, and then we also had an interview on Thursday with Ross Tucker, uh, who was it covered the NFL draft for DAZN and uh, gave us a great interview about food and being in Nashville for four days. He's well spoken. He, he's a good dude. So, all right, now we've spent five minutes. Let's talk about some uh, some hoops. No sponsors yet. I know some of y'all were waiting to push that thirty second button, but don't do it. The thirty second skip button. Yeah, don't don't you fucking dare. Here we are, NBA hoops. Last night, the Nuggets and Blazers had another nail biting game. This was. Uh, this series is now tied at 2-2 as the Nuggets won in uh, in Portland, 116-112. Yeah, and it was Portland's first home loss this postseason. Yeah, that's a tough place to play. Uh, after a quadruple overtime thriller on, I guess it was Friday. Uh, uh, yes, correct. Where Portland beat Denver 140-137. Uh, Rodney Hood, who is still alive and in, in the NBA, who he played for, <laughs> uh, went crazy in the fourth overtime, not knocking down threes to win the game. Um, Big bounce back for him because you remember he was kind of the goat of uh, Cleveland's roster there when they got blowed out by uh, Golden State last year. He he took a lot of heat, fell out of the rotation, and didn't even like get any playing time yeah. in, a, in the finals. So it was good to see him bounce back, kind of a, a touching it's story. It's a nice moment for Rodney. Indeed. So shouts to uh, Rodney Hood. But then uh, the Nuggets came back and, and got him. So, you know, I, I'd just like to say a few things if I could. Please. Let some stuff off your chest here. Before this series started, I heard some radio sports guys, not podcast guys. Some wacky we're, sports guys. We're the only guys? sports podcast anyone needs to listen to. But some guy who was on national radio, okay. uh, who was based out of Boston, I don't know who he is, but he was like, uh, it was before Game 7 of the Spurs-Nuggets series. Okay. He talked about how nobody really gives a shit, and these teams, they stink, they're going to get swept by the Blazers, and oh. it doesn't really matter, and then you know none of these teams can beat Houston or, or uh, Golden Go- State. This has been far and away the most entertaining series. All, uh, a lot of the second-round series have been good, but it's this all has been, been un-fucking-believable. Including four overtimes, the longest NBA playoff game in like 70 fucking years. This has been crazy, and all the games have been back and forth. If you're not watching this series, I know if you're on the East Coast or even in the Central Time Zone, these games are on fucking late. Mm-hmm. But you've got to find a way to, to, to get plugged in here. Game 5 is going to be amazing. So what you're trying to say, though, is that the guy, the, the radio host out of Boston is a bozo. Yes, if you're dismissing this as a series that you shouldn't be watching, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. You've been an idiot, and it's been proven that you need to be on this bandwagon. And it's a unique style of basketball. Yes, the different players are, are super fun to play, are fun to watch. Like, really more fun to watch than than the Rockets. Uh, Actually, you're right. Like, it is much more it's, entertaining. It's really, even nice though that's like the world class brand of basketball. Like, that's the, between the two best, pretty much two best teams in the league. This is a much more entertaining product, in my opinion. Uh, I'm and too. I'm a Rockets fan. 
So this is the second playoff game in NBA history between, I'm talking about the Nuggets and Blazers, the, the trip quadruple overtime. This is the second playoff game in NBA history that went four OTs. The other was in 1953 between the Celtics and some team called the Syracuse Nationals. Go, go figure. Uh, so fatigue was more of a concern for the second-seeded Nuggets, who had just one day off after the seven-game first-round series against San Antonio. Um, all that being said, they, they played... Obviously, they went four overtimes. Jokic, Jokic uh, led the both teams with like 65 minutes in that game. They bounced back, played last night, and came out and won. Took care of business. Um, the big factor to me that's changed mm-hmm. since they've left Denver is Jamal Murray. Like he played great in the quadruple overtime, and then in this game, he, he kind of had like a dueling match at the free throw line with Dame going down the stretch, went going 11 from 11 from the line. Dame went eight for 11. So like he outlasted him and obviously they won the game. Um, it was a humongous win for the Nuggets because people had kind of like looked at this after that, that quadruple overtime loss, like the Nuggets are going to be exhausted They're That was like their one chance to really close the gap and make up for losing at home. And, and one of the first two games, whichever one they lost, I think they lost the, the first game. I can't remember. Whichever one it was. So this was a big fucking bounce back for them. It was huge. Uh, And part of it's because Jokic is amazing. He had another triple-double, back-to-back games with triple-doubles. But I think the biggest factor is that guard play from Jamal Murray coming out and really, like, setting the pace. When Jamal Murray is on, he is as unstoppable as as anybody I've seen in the playoffs. He's a bad boy. But he is a little trick-or-treat. But... But when he gets going, I mean, we saw it in game two against the Spurs where he went for like 26 in the fourth quarter. And and when he gets hot, he's like Steph. I mean, he's and and a better finisher at the rim. Like he's he's dynamic. I mean, the other thing, he's so he young. Really shoot it. Yeah, he's 21. Something like that. Right. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's 21. And he's Jokic like three is three years in the league, too. Like he was, came out like a while ago. Yeah. And it's no surprise that it takes somebody this long, especially at that guard position where you have to really unlock like defenses and understand kind of rotations and the speed of the game like it's easier to kind of get acclimated when you're a big player and and like most what you're doing is banging down low so it's promising to see him kind of like taking these giant steps like from series one to series two from game one of this series to game four of this series like he's made some big strides and if he can continue to just kind of keep his play up and continue to make like you know strides towards being the player that he he's got the caliber like the talent to be Huge, huge, huge momentum for the Nuggets. The yeah. other play is Gary Harris is playing some serious lockdown D on Dame and McCollum. Uh, he's he's kind of like a relative unknown for for the Nuggets squad, but he's just starting a starting shooting guard for them. So, so. there we go. Game five of that series is Tuesday uh, back in Denver. That will be if you're not watching, you need to watch that one. Uh, Toronto won yesterday in Philly, one hundred one ninety six. That series is now two two. Kawhi went fucking crazy. 39 points, 14 rebounds. Uh, there's a quote here. 14 boards. Oh, what did I say? I thought you said 13. You may yeah, have said 14. 39 points, 14 rebounds for Kawhi. Putting the team on his back like uh, like that guy in that Madden clip. Uh, <laughs> here's the quote from Kawhi. Just really growing up, learning from great players. Actually, let me read it in a robot voice. Just really growing up, learning from great players. I was fortunate enough to be on some good teams early. So I was able to see defenses and go on deep playoff runs, and I feel that helped me out today. That was your robot, huh? That's the best I can do for Kawhi, uh, who is a legitimate robot. He is uh, the best player in the East, 
You think? Yes. There's it's no hard doubt to in argue. my mind. And he is just carrying this team. You think he's better this than Giannis? Full of losers. Yes, at this point in his career, he mm. is. I'm not so uh, sure, but I, I I appreciate it. I appreciate you going out of limb. The reality and is the playoffs. Like the uh, Giannis is such a great full court player. He's so dominant. He on doesn't the break. have a shot. His, he doesn't his, have a great his shot. Three point shot and hideous. In the half court, Kawhi is just a much more efficient player. Mm, and I'm the, not so sure. Oh, the, I can don't make me pull up the numbers. <laughs> oh, He's yeah. a much more efficient player in the half court, and in in the playoffs, the game slowed down, and you've got to be efficient. I'm sure you're going to get the numbers and, and prove that he's just a step behind Manu Ginobili. Well, I'm sure Manu in his prime is probably better than both of them. Marcus Sol had 16. Kyle Lowry had 14. Uh, the Raptors had lost games two and three and then so took four. The uh, significance of this is that Kawhi has been playing elite basketball since the start of the series. What was really late, what was really the problem was that their supporting cast wasn't really supporting. And to see these two guys, Gasol and Lowry, come out and play pretty good ball, uh, that's very promising for Toronto because that's been what their biggest problem is, is that they don't got anybody to match with what Kawhi has been able to bring to the table. So it's big. Yeah. Embiid had some sort of illness, only had 11 points. He took only four shots over the first 32 minutes. Um, he had some big blocks, but offensively he lacked energy. Apparently he texted the coach early in the morning saying he didn't think he could play, but he ended up playing. It's just being soft as a motherfucker is what it is. Yeah, it's uh, you, you really can't be this soft if... Uh, I mean, maybe he, the guy was on his deathbed, okay? But when he sits in press conferences and laughs and clowns on people, right. you don't get the benefit of the doubt. Like, you're just not a serious person, so everyone's going to clown on you. And Joel Embiid, you've been clowned on by the Backdoor Cover podcast. That's right. I don't know how much that hurts your feelings. He ended up playing 35 minutes, which is commendable. When is game five here? Game five is... Is it let's Tuesday see. as well? I, that would make sense, I guess. Uh, let's see. I'm looking right now. Yeah, Joel Embiid needs to... I mean, he, it's fine. It's good to be a clown when your team is winning. It's cute, and people think you're funny. Uh, when when you lose and, and and then you make excuses, no one believes your excuses. It is Tuesday, so two game fives on Tuesday. Uh, Toronto and Philly at seven o'clock Central Time, eight o'clock Eastern, uh, followed by Portland and Denver at ten thirty Eastern Time. Holy so shit! East Coasters, you know, plan to do that. Okay, uh, we'll talk about the games tonight in a moment, uh, but before we do, let's talk about. Something uh, that is awesome. The Let's box do that. of awesome. Ah. When you're constantly on the go, grinding away at the office or hanging out with your friends, there's not too much time to think about upgrading your style or your apartment. That's why we love getting a new box of awesome from Bespoke, po- Bespoke Post every go. month. These guys are out there scouting for quality and unique products to send in each box. And now you can experience it too at boxofawesome.com. How good is that? That's easy. Easy. Boxofawesome.com. That's all, that's where you need to go. Brad and I have uh, both received boxes of stuff from Bespoke Post. I talked about this earlier. I got the, the uh, Jet Setter, and it comes with like a phone charger, and it comes with like a, a passport, like a leather-bound passport holder. Super badass. Yeah. Uh, I've used that, that charger beyond when I'm jet setting. Like on a golf course, I use it. My phone dies all the time because I use it, one of those apps that you track your scores or whatever. But, uh, it, man, super handy, very helpful stuff. That's just one box. Got, what do you got? I've got a couple of uh, cocktail boxes. That's right. Um, that sit on my bar cart. They look super cool. Uh, one of them, I forget exactly what it's called, but you can um, 
it, it comes with a blowtorch. What? So you, and and like so you can like melt ice cubes or whatever. No, no. So you you have smoky drinks, and it comes with like these wood panel things. I'll like love squares. to see you get in a, and in you, a you chemistry lab. It, and then you put your drink on it, so then you have a smoky cocktail. I can't wait to watch it's, you do Yeah, that. I can't wait to have a dinner party. I'll have to have you over. Mike is going to burn his look apartment like an down. Adult. Uh, there's a, but the coolest thing about boxofawesome.com is there's like 100 different choices. Each month you can choose. You pick your own. So to get started, all you do is you go to boxofawesome.com. You answer a few questions, and then you get a feel for the, what goes best with your style. Whether you're in search of a perfect drink, a well-kept pad, or jet setting in style, bespoke post improves your life one box at a time each box goes for under 50 bucks but they have more than 70 dollars worth of unique gear waiting inside for you so you get value every month the first of uh, each month you'll receive an email with your box details then you'll have five days to change colors and sizes or add extra goods to your box if you're not feeling this month's box you just simply skip it from barrel aging kits which i have to limited edition cigars, weekender bags, which Will DeFreeze ha- De has and was telling me about, to classy dop kits, Bespoke Post offers essential goods and guidance for the modern man. To take 20% off your first subscription box, go to boxofawesome.com and enter the code BACKDOOR, one word, at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com slash, or no, no, code BACKDOOR, and get 20% off your first box. Bespoke post, theme bo- themed boxes. So box of awesome, boxofawesome.com, and then you enter code backdoor. Backdoor check One out word. and save 20%. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the games tonight. Milwaukee at Boston, game four. The Bucks uh, beat the Celtics Friday night in Boston, 123-116. They lead two games to one. Uh, Giannis had 32-13-8 and, and was unstoppable. Chris Middleton had 20 points, uh, including three for six from three. George Hill... Who, who Another he played for. Cleveland guy. Yeah. Uh, who has he played moved. for has had 21 off the bench in his best game of the playoffs so far. Uh, Kyrie had 29 but was uh, minus 7 on the plus minus. Uh, Tatum went 20 and 11. Jalen Brown was a lo- was a bright spot for the Celtics with 18 points and was uh He effective. posted a plus 10 rating. Plus 10. Uh, Boston is a one-and-a-half point favorite over at mybookie.ag uh, tonight. Use code back BDC. Yeah, use promo code BDC if you want to sign up. Deposit bonus. Yeah, uh, this is this ought to be this is a very important game. Obviously, um, if Milwaukee can go get Game Four and be up three one, they're certainly in command with with uh, two games at home left in the series. This box score just looks scary from a Boston perspective. It's like. The reason why I had written that Jalen Brown is the lone bright spot for the Celtics, he's the only player on their entire roster that posted a plus rating. Everybody else was uh, in the minuses except for like Terry Rozier off the bench had uh, a plus three, which is good, but not great. And then the rest of the squad is just like basically in big trouble, big, big trouble. Uh, I think Giannis kind of freaked everybody out. He he turned into the freak that he is and uh like was doing these like I don't know if you call it a euro step or whatever that that shifty well, thing he is he does. That from Manu What's that two step like long two step thing he does to the rim where he shifts so you can't yeah, get a charge? It's, but, he's just stealing moves from Manu. Oh great. Um, Here we go. So who do you think wins Did tonight? Manu create the internet? I think Boston uh I think tonight okay. is the Kyrie Irving game. It better be. Where he goes for 46, Uh huh. and they win a close one at home. You think so? I mean, th- it, this is a desperation game at this point, right? Milwaukee's up 2-1. Uh, Got to win this one. They lost at home now. They, yes, it's, it's a, quite important for them to get one 
one while they're uh, while they're at home if they want this to. It's been another entertaining series, though. I um, thought so too. And again, if Boston wins tonight, we'll have we'd have three two two series, and then the fourth series, the the big one, uh, going in Golden State at Houston game four. Rockets beat the Warriors in overtime uh, Saturday night, one twenty six one twenty one. Eric Gordon came out and really played for the Rockets. The best playoff performance of his career. 30 points, including 7 for 14 from 3. He lit it up early, too. Like The, the most important factor is that he contributed bursts of offense when Houston kind of had lulls, and there was opportunities for Golden State to kind of get into it and even get kind of somewhat of a lead, and he would come in and just knock in a 3 or whatever. So he, he played a huge role. Um, yeah. Harden, yeah. Harden had 41, uh, 9 rebounds and 6 assists and uh, played very well in the overtime, hitting only late three. To kind of close away. it out, yeah. Yeah. And then did you see, did you watch the end? I did. So Curry gets, he basically like jukes this dude out of his shoes on like a fast break opportunity and gets past the defense. Yes, they were down five. They're down five, and this was just like he a, goes a vital. And, and as you put, Sprite commercialed. Which is where the like you go to dunk it, and the ball hits the front of the rim instead of, dunking it and you kind of fall backwards i could not believe it it was the most shocking thing i think i've seen all postseason that, that curry botched that so badly um it just makes me think there's something more wrong with his hand than hmm. we've talked about you know that's he dislocated a, a his left theory. his left finger um shit if i got a dislocated left finger I, I i'm laying it in i'm not trying to dunk it but that, that's besides the point it's frightening to see him miss layups, and he missed more than one in this game. And he's just been such a reliable scorer for them. Like, So to see him have kind of missteps here um, and for Durant to go for 46 and for them to not quite close this out is a little bit of a shaky deal. Obviously, they're way up in a comfortable position versus Houston at the moment. Well, they, yeah, they're, they're up two games to one. Durant, as you mentioned, had 46. This is starting. This team looks sick, though. There's some like well, bad signs for them. So there's those bad signs that we talked about with Curry and and Thompson's had some ups and downs because right. of injury. Draymond looked amazing. Yeah, he, he put out one of his like his like classic Draymond 19, triple double 11, performances. And 10. Yeah, um, played great defense. That's true. Was a but spark th- th- plug. It, this team looks different than they've. This hasn't been the same team that we've seen. I see, but it, that's they, true. They rely much hev- more heavily on Durant, which is a good thing because it's Kevin fine. Durant's one of the three best players in basketball. Right. Uh, but that being said, it's different, and I worry about them closing out games. They still, you know, game four tonight, uh, or yeah, game four is tonight. I don't see them like blowing this series though. Like I feel like they're still like comfortably in, in control. Which we've seen them blow a three-one. Oh, before. we've seen it. Not with Durant on the team. Rockets a one-point favorite at home tonight, so basically a pick 'em. Two twenty-one is your over/under. Uh, do you have any feelings on this game? I right? mean, it's desperation game for Rockets. If they lose this game, they go down three-one. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. They go down three-one, and then they have to go play in Golden State. Like it's looking like a five-five game series basically over in Golden State. So they got to win this one if they want to kind of have a serious shot at actually competing with these dudes. Um, like you were saying, like Golden State looks a little bit sick, but they're playing the second best team, like the biggest challenger, and they're in comfortable position to win the series. So it's not like they're in any real danger of of falling short of what their goal is, which is an NBA championship at the moment. But yeah, there's just a couple of interesting factors. I don't know why, but I like the Rockets. You do? 
I'm rooting hard for the Rockets. I don't feel great about their chances, but I mean, they're just going to have it, so you know, all all of the things that we said about how the the Warriors look sick and Steph's not right and and uh, you know Clay is a little messed up. They were still they they the the Rockets had to go to overtime to win the game. Yeah, if they win that game, the series is over. And everybody's talking about what an unstoppable monster Golden State is right. still. Uh, and there's what, just a lot specifically of specifically Durant. The, there's a lot of cracks at this point, but we shall see. So that the game biggest is, thing though is again the fucking nine ten thirty Eastern time start tonight. Something like that. Yeah. But the thing is, like at home, that's when you can count on your your role players to contribute. So you could look for, for Gordon so. to have a big game. You could look for Capella to have a good big game. Tucker like locked down Durant, even though he scored forty six. Like he played outstanding defense and a lot of the points that Durant did score were not against Tucker. It was when he would get switched. So like if they can just get good performances out of those role players and take advantage of this home court opportunity, they're back kind of in the ball game and, you know, off to Golden State, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, games tonight actually 7 Eastern and 9.30, so not as late as uh, before, um, as we were afraid of. Mm. But still late. Late. I don't know. If you're a basketball fan, you're staying up for these. Uh, all right, well, that's that's Hoops Talk. Again, we'll be back later this week with more Hoops Talk to break some of this stuff down and maybe look towards uh, there may be some series over by the time we get back on. Yeah. Let's talk baseball. Uh, just for a moment, Brad went to a baseball game this weekend. We'll Rockies, talk about Arizona that. Diamondbacks. Yeah, yeah, exciting stuff. More baseball-centric podcasts coming later this week, probably Wednesday morning, featuring Elgars and Peter the Irishman. Irish uh, guy. The Irish guy. I'm going to get that right eventually. One of these days. Uh, this will also feature America's favorite baseball segment, the chain of the week. There it is. So there it is. Look forward to that coming Wednesday uh, here on this feed. It could be a very inebriated podcast as well. I think that looks like the trend that's that's happening Anything with those two possible. dudes. Yeah, they like to drink some beers. Uh, let's talk XFL. Let's do it. You know, this podcast really killed it when it talked to AAF talk, the AF. Oh, is that right? Yeah, we were really good at we that. We blew up the Don't internet. Don't you remember? Yeah, we blew up the internet. We went viral every week talking AF. But now we have the XFL. Vince McMahon's league uh, had a major announcement today. And uh, we're not talking about this because it's just fun. This is this is like legitimately kind of shocking A significant to me. announcement. Here it is. Uh, I'm going to read from the Sports Business Journal. More than half of the XFL's games will be on broadcast television as part of the deal the league is announcing with Fox and ESPN this morning, the broadcast component is important as league execs believe their best chance for success is having games in front of the largest possible TV audience. Spring football efforts in recent years, including the AF, which shut down last month, did not have the majority of their games on broadcast TV. The multi-year deal calls for 24 of the XFL's 43 games to be on broadcast TV, 13 on ABC, 11 on Fox, including two Thursday night primetime games on Fox in April 2020. The networks are not paying a rights fee, but ESPN and Fox are picking up production costs, which generally amounts to about 400 k per game. Hmm. The two networks will also cross-promote games during broadcast. The XFL will have back-to-back games on Saturday afternoons with two more games on Sundays, a consistency that league execs and network execs uh, believe will bring viewers. This is something Brad mentioned earlier. Fox will also carry a game February 8th, the weekend after Fox carries the Super Bowl. That'll be the first game, I guess. It's a strategy similar to what the AAF did when CBS carried its first game the week after the Super Bowl and uh, generated impressive ratings. 
The networks will pick the game announcers, and but have yet to decide who will call or produce them. As you recall, if you watch the ESPN uh, 30 for 30 on the XFL, uh, after the week one, Vince McMahon panicked and fired the, the announcers that NBC had and replaced them with uh, Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler, which was a mistake. Interesting. Anyway, uh, the fact that they – is it interesting to you that they're going to have consistent games, two games back-to-back on Saturday and then two games Sunday? So that's interesting. I think that the biggest problem with the AF was that they didn't have any sort of promotion. So I, I never knew when games were on. I just knew that like yes. when jokes happened, what I could make fun of them on the Internet about. Exactly. It says here the two uh, networks will cross-promote games during broadcasts. I think that's the biggest problem aspect of this is that they will have consistency where they're doing two games Saturdays, two games Sundays, so there will be plenty of time for people to see, you know, lead up and during promotion of these games and then to have like a consistently a it, consistent product yeah. weekend and week these out. These are on real networks too. Maybe they could get um, Jason Witten to do the yeah, maybe. broadcasting. These are on real networks on Fox and ABC and then ESPN and FS1. So it's not like the AF was on CBS Sports Network. I no one no one out there, don't you dare tell me there's a single person listening to our podcast that knows what channel CBS Sports Network is on their cable system. I have no fucking clue. Well, I don't know what any of my channels are. I just go on the I guy. know ESPN, and I know Fox, and I know ABC. Yeah. They're like 1002, 1003, and 1602. Oh, look at you. I don't know where FS1 is, but that's not really important. These are real networks, though. And uh, so uh, I'm just surprised. I thought this whole thing was going to be like more cringeworthy and embarrassing than the AF. But they're if you're on primetime on on broadcast television on Thursday nights, that's that really means something. And all that they're uh, it costs them is zero dollars of earnings for licensing rights. They're letting them yeah, it broadcast. seems like a win-win for the broadcast too. I mean, you, you get programming if it gets anything, you, you don't have to pay for it. Right, it's, you get free programming at sports, and it is a, a a content theme that's very popular with America. Yeah, and if it somehow becomes, you know, does well. I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. It sounds I'm, like this. Yeah, I'm so much it's more multi, uh, it's much a, more impressed by this than I thought I would be. It's a multi year deal. So like, if this does for whatever catch some sort of yeah, like, I never trust the popularity. Like they may have some free content here for the next couple of years, which would be a good deal for the broadcast channels. Yeah, I, I never trust that these things are multi year deals just because the XFL only lasts one year, the AFT only lasts a full year. So it's like, let's just see what year one looks like. Right. You may have a multi-year contract in place, but your shit's going out of business before year two usually. So like, let's see if could. you can get into year two. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about uh, hockey, too. How about that? I, you weren't expecting us to go there, were you? I wasn't expecting it. I'm a host of this podcast. We don't know much about hockey here. In fact, we know almost nothing. Here's what I do know. The Dallas Stars and St. Louis Blues are headed to a game seven. People are very on pins and needles over this. Uh, maybe we might have to talk to Dave Ruff, noted hockey guy. Yeah. Uh, people are very excited about this. In Denver, there was a lot of talk about the Avs, and I was not sure what they were talking about for the first like 24 hours. I realized there's a hockey team called the Avalanche. Oh, yes. So that's how uneducated I am on the hockey stuff. Good news is our boys that do baseball, Peter the Irish guy, is a hockey uh, connoisseur, so he could probably add a little bit of extra knowledge to uh to uh, the hockey stuff. We may get a little bit more of that on Wednesday. Yeah. So that's something to look out for. There's your and, hockey uh, update. Yeah, that's the best we can do. Let's talk a little UFC. This weekend, it was, uh, what was the UFC fight night? Al Iaquinta faced Cowboy Cerrone, Donald Cowboy Cerrone. The Cowboy came out on top, which I think was at least a, a mild uh, upset. His name's Donald? Yeah. 
Donald Cowboy I'd go by Cerrone. Cowboy, too. You know, he always wears a cowboy hat. That's kind mm-hmm. of his gimmick. Um, Is he a white guy? Yeah. Okay. He's has more UFC fights and more UFC wins than any uh, fighter in history. Mm, giddy he up. won a five-round decision. Um, and he, he won the fight pretty easily. He yep. led in strikes and uh, significant strikes. Uh, he also knocked Ayakina down twice. You said it went to decision? Yeah. Mm. But Cerrone, uh, he did it. And immediately he, he called one for title shot, or if not a title shot, called out the one and only, the notorious Conor McGregor. Oh, he wants some. He wants some. Is, is this a McGregor fight in prison right now? No. This is a fight that had been discussed at certain points. Uh, I think it makes sense. I, Cerrone is an absolute legend. He's got so many fights. He's a warrior who fights anytime. Mm-hmm. He's won three in a row. I mean, is he the top-ranked guy? Does he really deserve deserve a shot? Maybe not. I mean, but is McGregor still considered the top of the charts? Like, obviously, he's the biggest draw, but is he has he I had any wins or anything I, lately? I think he's still the champion at at one fifty five. But I could and is be that wrong. the is that the weight it limit? Could be one seventy. The Cowboy is in. <laughs> I I have no idea. These guys. They kind of fluctuate, they can don't fluctuate. they? Fluctuate, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Does he talk shit? Does the cowboy no, not no, talk no. shit? No, no, no. He's a notoriously great guy. Oh. he comes across as a great guy in interviews. So that could be. He's like done an Joe Rogan ring the bell uh, several times, but he also has uh, a bit of a history with white supremacists. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Like sort he's of. a he's an apologist. No, or like I, a sympathizer. He, like some of his sponsors back. With, you know, now all these fighters are, are only allowed to wear Reebok gear. Okay. Back five years ago when the, there was all the tap-out shit yeah. and, and the gun stuff, yeah. uh, he had a sponsor that was uh, like a white supremacist. You can't party, really hold somebody responsible may, for yeah, like making money. Say. Like That's the only way you can be paid in the profession. Right. Like That's fine. I, I like but the narrative. It's still, I, I'm not going to get too much into it, but I mean, there's a little bit a of baggage choice. there. Yeah. I like the narrative of nice guy, likable person going against villain shit talker supreme extraordinaire mcgregor that sounds interesting at least yeah uh that sounds interesting you know what else is interesting what's that the fact that backdoor cover is brought to you by burrow what's makers up? of clever furniture designed for real life and if your real life is like our real life you're set to spend a lot of time on the sofa the next few months because as nice as it is to see a baseball game in person it's much better to see it in air-conditioned comfort i need a good couch and if you need a good couch you need to go to burrow uh, it's burrow.com slash backdoor. The clever design of these couches means it's easy to get up a, a steep staircase or through narrow doorways. It's easy to set up. It's easy to move. It even means you can add or remove seats as needed depending on where, you know, the space that you have this thing in. These couches are naturally scratch and stain resistant. Uh, they're sturdy hardwood frames, soft, non-toxic foam cushions. They're awesome. That's all the good stuff. Plus, they've got built-in USB chargers because Burrow knows the sofa always blocks the most convenient wall outlet. That's that's smart. Convenient. Totally customizable. You can pick one of five fabric colors, three leg finishes, two armrest styles, any length. You can even uh, add uh, a, an ottoman if you want. And one-week shipping is always free. Burrow stands by their furniture with a 30-day risk-free uh, return par- policy. Furniture shopping sucks. It's worse than mattress shopping. I'll just say it. Going to the furniture store, everything is is crazy expensive. You look around. You don't know what's good. There's a furniture salesperson trying right. to push you on shit. And then you can only buy what's in the store. Like, you see a couch, you like it, you don't like the color. You can't just customize it. And once With you Burrow, get that you couch in that. your door, like, you're not getting it out your door. Like, it doesn't come apart conveniently well, like the then, Burrow yeah, does. Plus, you see the, the cost. And they don't charge. They charge you for shipping on top of whatever you pay for in the store. This way, 
or you have to go borrow your buddy's truck or whatever it is. You go to burrow.com slash backdoor. You pick out the exact piece of furniture you want. It comes to you for free uh, to your door. And, and it's easy to put together, as Brad mentioned. Time to upgrade your sofa to one that actually stands up to your lifestyle. Get $75 off a new sofa for and free one-week shipping by visiting burrow.com slash backdoor. That's B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash backdoor for 75 bucks off a new sofa. That's pretty good. Thanks again to our friends at Burrow for supporting the show. All right, Brad, it's now that time. America's favorite golf segment, not yet sponsored by the Irish Butter Company. It's the Butter Cut. Yeah, this one's going to be pretty Carrie brief. Gold, please cut the check. Please cut the check. What hey, happened this weekend, Brad? So just real quick, we're, re- we're recapping the Wells Fargo Championship. This was played at Quail Hollow, which we we discussed at length last week. That's right. It's one of, the track. Mo- one of the most difficult tracks. It's where uh, the best players in the world like to play because typically it uh, it rises the cream from the crop. The best players typically win. Not the case this week. Uh, young up-and-comer Max Homa, who's 28 years old, he wins for the first time on the PGA Tour this weekend. Um, he's had an up-and-down career, this Homa. Um, he's kind of rotated between... The PGA Tour, then the Web.com Tour, then the PGA Tour, like off and on, every year he switches between each one because of kind of inconsistencies in his performance. Every year since 2014, he's, he's switched between uh, PGA Tour and Web.com. So getting your first win, huge, secures his spot on the PGA Tour for an a, a extended period of time. It's got to be nice. So while he has... His professional career has seen bouts of inconsistency. His talent is unassailable. Uh, He's a former NCAA champion and a Walker Cupper, which the Walker Cup is the college equivalent of the Ryder Cup. It's the U.S. versus Britain, and the best players in college golf play versus each other. It's it's amateurs. Um, So it's basically, yeah, it's a pedigree. It's it's something that indicates that you're a really high-quality amateur player. So he's he's definitely coming up and onto the tour in 2014 as like a, a... talented player and now he's got his first he's win. Gotta win and it and he got his first win at one of the most important tracks to win at because it's it's the most of the most difficult which you know as we talked about last week that impressive that really yeah that indicates that you are able to compete on a world-class level a uh, couple of other notes justin rose finished third and then in a tie for fourth we had ricky fowler just jason duffner Paul Casey and Sergio Garcia. Names, so I mean, there's a bunch of dudes breathing down his neck, and he still impressive. performed really well. Uh, he put on a putting clinic. He has he shot 67 Sunday, which was tied for the lowest round in the field uh, oh, for that day. He won by three strokes. Too. Yeah, he crushed. Um, Shouts to Homa, Max Homa. If you want to come on the podcast, we are available. <laughs> uh, second place was Joel Dahman. Uh He, like we said, he, he finished uh, three strokes behind um, Homa. So, there you have it. That was a quick, Thank you quick recap. We will have more golf, uh, including previewing. We think it's the Byron Nelson this weekend, right? right? We will preview the Byron Nelson. Talk later a little bit week. about the PGA Championships coming up in two weeks. Yeah, we'll do we'll there do we some go. coverage in depth on uh, our next episode. Thank you, with, Brad. That was an Peter excellent butter cut. Thank you very much. All right, let's talk about the Kentucky Derby. Let's go. Another great gambling event. Uh, if you, in, in case you've been r- living under a rock, let me kind of run you through what happened. Maximum security was disqualified. After winning, uh, yes, he won the race on the on the track, but was disqualified uh, and placed seventeenth by what what's known as the the officials here referred to as the racing stewards, which is just funny. It was the first disqualification doing uh, the official title for the disqualification brand yeah. is called race riding, which is just funny. What is it? 
it's where you kind of like uh, I'll get the stewards took 22 minutes to declare the runner-up country horse uh, the winner after deciding the maximum security interfered with several horses when he drifted out from the rail on the final turn. So it was a bizarre move on his part. Like when we saw him drift out, everybody who had him, like in the whole bar, was going, "No, no, no! Why are you drifting?" And what he was doing—that's not true, really. In my bar, yeah, no, people were watching this stuff. They're like, "What is he doing? Why is he doing that?" Because they thought he was losing. It like, was amazing. He was extending when they the length it the first of the run. Time, the run that he made, like right on the rail, like he's touching the rail and yeah. touching those other horses, and then he goes flying outside. But you've got to think, like, if you're running a race, you're gonna block people. That's how I thought that was legal. As apparently not legal. Apparently not. You know um, what's funny? Racing stewards is sounds like a, a rich white person terminology. I'm pretty it? sure whoever is the racing steward is probably a rich white person. And I'm pretty sure they were put into place by rich white folk. There's Anyhow. no doubt about that. I just think it's funny that the official like disqualification is called race riding. <laughs> which, uh, I mean, I get it. So you can't cut people off. And I, I, I mean, it's a safety issue. You can't, you can't go from your lane if you're on the inside out. To bump out to block the other horses, basically. you must stay in your lane. Uh, I guess that's it's not what like it is. NASCAR. That's what you're telling me, right? Okay, yes, that's kind of an unwritten rule in NASCAR blocking. I don't know. The thing is weird. So here's a quote from the owner of Maximum Security that won, but then ended up losing, who said, "Quote: It really was like the old TV show, the thrill of victory and the agony of, of defeat, all within a 22 minute period of time. Winning it was the most euphoric thing I've probably ever had in my life." And disappointment when they took the horse down for the first time in history. We were stunned, shocked, and in total bis- disbelief. It's never been done before. As he mentioned, 145 times they've run this race. This has never happened. This might be the longest uh, race in the history of the sport because usually it's about two minutes, and then it took them 22 more minutes to decide a winner. Yeah, Very I mean, if you're if you're like me, we were watching. We we watched the race, right? And then we went back outside and started drinking margaritas again as soon as it was over because we didn't care and we didn't really have any money on it. Um, it actually turned out that we won money on it. Caitlin had uh, the boo boo had some money with a, a bookie on the long shot guy. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, as part of a box deal. But uh, like we went out and we're like, oh well, we lost. Or like it doesn't really matter. Like who cares? And then I was sort of perched out on the patio and I could see the TV still. Yeah, and I'm like, something's happening here. And like it looked like they were like at the NBA replay center. They yeah. just kept showing this, and I was like, I they don't kept know what's sh- happening, but we need to investigate this. And, and then- they were interviewing the the rider of the horse that got disqualified, and you could see his eyes starting to well up and get bigger yeah, and bigger and bigger. Well, as soon as he won, the you know the announcers made it all about him. I don't know if you could hear. Where I you couldn't were, hear. But no, they, there was no sound. They were like, he's running seven Kentucky Derbies. He'd never finished better than seventh, Jeez. and now he's a winner. Seven, seven, seven. They were making these jokes, and it's all about him. After he won, they had he threw his hands in the air and said, we did it. How and did it he not really know, though? Like, and fun. It was very clear what he did, and if he knew that that was illegal, how would he not have like an immediate impulse? Because never happened before. Yeah, but he doesn't he know the rule? Like I didn't I'm know the sure rule, that so that's why I didn't rule, get it. But I mean, You I, have to know immediately like, that dramatic of a swipe. He also claimed that when they came down the final stretch, yeah. that the crowd roared and the horse reacted and moved because of that. Ah. He made it sound like he didn't steer the horse that way. Interesting. That he didn't intentionally cut people off, but that the horse jumped that way. Huh. I don't know. This is it's weird. Um, you know, both these horses will be eating oats today and treated like kings, so it's no big deal. The owners of Maximum Security today's news story is that uh, they plan to file an appeal with the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission, contending their horse should be declared the the winner of the Derby. Um, which is funny that the owner apparently was on the Today Show talking about this. Also, he has this quote, and he's about to be 
a part of uh, Mike is Beef of the Week Uh-oh. with me and the owner of this horse. Quote, you shouldn't have 20 horses in the Kentucky Derby. Churchill Downs, because they're a greedy organization, oh. has 20 horses rather than 14 like you have at the Kentucky Oaks, the Breeders' Cup, every other race in America. Just because they can make more money, they're willing to risk horses' lives and people's lives to do that. I'm not a fan of that. I think they should have 14 like every other race. This is what we call sour grapes, mm. you little bitch. Mm-hmm. You would have never called the Kentucky Derby and Churchill Downs a greedy organization if you would have won the race. And just because a long shot that wouldn't have even been in the race if there were 14 horses in the race won, you just sound like a little whiny bitch. I don't even know his name. I'm not going to give him the name. His last name is West. Fuck that guy and fuck your little <laughs> whiny bitchness. I like it. That has been Micah's Beef of the Week, presented by ButcherBox. Uh, the Kentucky Derby decision, uh, and then the, the best thing that happened here is uh, our president tweeted. Mm, as you might imagine, good. he had a take on this. I'll read the tweet first. The Kentucky Derby decision was not a good one. Hmm. It was rough and tumble race on a wet and sloppy track, actually. A beautiful thing to watch. Only in these days of political correctness <laughs> could such an overturn occur. The best horse did not win the Kentucky Derby. Not even close. Well, that's true because it was a super You know super what? I, I hate to agree with 45 on, on anything, but uh, yeah. I, I, hey, I just, you expect- let's not... I, I think it's a bit of a stretch, Brad, to blame political correctness. Well, on I mean, the, for the overturn of a race, he he's making the uh, the story. He's turning the story to make sense to his personal life. Yes, because he's got some serious strife. That's right. Anytime things don't happen, of all people, you would expect to go in an elitist direction and say that the best horse didn't win and this, that, and the other. He'd be one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the best part of this actually is that he sent the exact same tweet out mm-hmm. earlier, but he misspelled the word Kentucky. Oh, uh, he left out the C. Um, just funny. It was a rough and tumble race on a wet and sloppy track, comma actually, comma a beautiful thing to watch. Uh, good uh, stuff. We, we can't really break down his grammatical correctness. No, but. You, you, it's funny that he does take it in the political correctness as if that had anything to do with the to, with the outcome the of a sporting event. Uh, yeah. Very funny to me. Anyway, so there there you have it. That's that's uh, that's our Kentucky Derby segment. Hey, Brad. Hey. Did you know that everybody has the right to rest? I knew and that. The key to gain a best rest is the right mattress. Meet Lisa with two awesome mattresses, accessories, and bases for better, deeper rest. The all foam Lisa mattress is new and improved, and. The Sapira Hybrid Mattress is the perfect combination of foam and spring for pressure relief and edge-to-edge support. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. From day one, Lisa has set out to create a company with heart. That's why they donate one mattress to every tin they sell through organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention. To date, they've donated more than 32,000 mattresses through more than 1,000 nonprofits. And guess what? Our listeners get 15% off automatically applied to checkout when they visit lisa.com slash bdc or they use promo code bdc Mm. simple and we talk about what a great company lisa is and how much they care and thirty-two thousand people are sleeping on beds and they weren't sleeping on them before thanks to lisa the reality is these are fucking awesome mattresses and so you can you can support them because they're a good company but you can also support them because they have the best product i've ever slept on there you have it. how's that that's it brad and i both sleep on sapiras they're worth it uh, they come straight to your door. We talked about furniture salesmen, how mu- they're the fucking worst. Mattress salesmen, I think, are worse. Don't go to a mattress store. 
Go to lisa.com slash BDC whenever you need a new mattress. And 50% they say you need off one every really seven years deal. or something. If you're moving out of your dorm, you're going to your own apartment, get yourself a, a mattress. It comes straight to your door. You open it up. Save 15%. That, that's some savings. So lisa.com slash BDC. Or if you just go to lisa.com, uh, use promo code BDC and save 15%. That's the move. Hotline. We don't have any calls to play this week that we're good, unfortunately. But we want your calls. Please call our hotline, 800-392-6344. I listen to every one of them. 800-392-6344. We'd love to hear from you. 800-392-6344. Save that number in your phone. Call it. Give us some takes. Or if you have some questions for the uh, the Mind of Micah podcast, we do a Micah's Mailbag segment. That's right. And uh, I will answer questions there. Plus, if you, you have questions about butt stuff, uh, Boosh said he wanted to answer those. So call hey, that hotline. Resident butt stuff expert. Literally, if you have any question for any person on earth, just call it and we'll try and answer it for you. Brad, where can the people follow you on social media? Bradley B. Key on Instagram. Bradley Key on Twitter. Had to think about that. There you go. Follow uh, the show at Backdoor Cover Podcast on Instagram. I put up a ton of content this week. It was good. Yeah, I thought the, I thought it was good. So check that out. Follow me at Michael Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R, Twitter and Instagram, Snapchat at Micah TX if you like. Shouts to our sponsors, uh, lisa.com slash BDC, and uh, check out burrow.com slash backdoor. And then bespoke post. And bespoke post.com, or I'm sorry, boxofawesome.com. Use promo code backdoor. And that's for bespoke post. There you go, for bespoke post. Highly this recommended. Has been, we, uh, as I mentioned, we are back later this week, maybe twice this week. We Definitely. shall see. A pro- this has been a production of MWBK Creative and Sales. That's it. That's all. Mm, bye-bye. Thanks for listening.